We're still on cloud nine about that RAM. Yeah, I bet, man. I, I remember when you posted the video and all that, I was like, holy smokes, that thing's a freaking monster. <laughs> well, you know, the pictures on social media and stuff like that, you can tell it's big. Yeah. But until you, hold those yeah, until you hold those horns in, in, in your hands, like when I said of those replicas, yeah. you know, you're just like, wow. Yeah, I, I was mean, checking them out at the booth. It's, it's insane, man. We're here on the show floor again at the DSCO convention uh, doing another podcast. And my two guests today are John McCollum Jr. and John McCollum Sr. The third. The third, okay. The third. So uh, I want to sit down with them. They killed a, a world record um, Cali, Cali Ram this year, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But first, before we get into all that stuff, I want them to kind of, for those people that don't know who they are, um, I want them to introduce themselves and kind of what your role is with Eden. And then the uh, second part of that would be like, the history behind how you got Eden Ridge started. Well, um, I'm John McCollum Jr., the founder of Eden Ridge Outfitters. Um, basically, the life of this here is uh, one day between jobs. I just asked myself, you know, what I wanted to do for my next, uh, you know, goal in life here, and, and uh, what I was good at, looking for a job. And uh, anyway, I uh, just figured, you know, I'm good at hunting, so why not start a hunting business? So from basically a box of business cards and a handful of brochures, that's how we started to what we are today, you know, yeah. and here we are 20 years later, you know. Yeah. So How many it, employees you got? Uh, right now we're at 46. Man, that's a big outfit. Dang. So, um, you know, my son, basically, you know, he's only 25. Everybody calls him Chief. <laughs> and uh, don't be afraid to pipe in here anytime, Chief. Yeah. You know? Yeah, let us know who you are, man. Oh. Uh, I'm John McCollum III. Uh, everybody calls me Chief, but uh, no, I got into this. Uh, I got into Eden Ridge Outfitters with my dad uh, just after college when I was 21, 22 years old, and uh, been doing it full time ever since. I'm 25 now. I've been doing it with him off and on through high uh, uh, after high school and into college a little bit, but full time. You know, I didn't get into it until after. Yeah. So I'm still. I guess what you could say, you know, new to it, but, yeah. you know, I've been around, you know, coming to like, you know, these conventions, you know, ever since I was like a little kid, you know, so I've, yeah. I've seen and done, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, so this not necessarily new, I guess, but yeah, right. you know. No, you can tell that you're totally passionate about it. Like both of you guys, like, I mean, I didn't really know you guys before Sheep Show, uh, but, you know, just being around you guys, you can tell that you guys love hunting and you guys really got it dialed in on what on what you're looking for and what you're looking at for your clients. So I think that's really cool as a as a hunter myself and as hunters, you guys know, like what you want out of a quality outfitter. Right. So, I mean, I think that speaks to you guys, you know, the, the hunts that you have and the employees that you have, like the, it's obvious that you run a, a great operation so talk about that a little bit well you know just like in, in our staff our team you know everything's about the team it's not about one individual or you know um jedi mind tricks the kids kind of play with self you know now and then but you know our team you know is based off of basic local knowledge the animals we hunt you know and have a good outstanding of what we want to be you know and, and get done and accomplish and uh, i think with the guys we have we I got an unbelievable team. That's, yeah. I mean, that's all I can say. I mean, in, in my in my own opinion, you know, it's second to none. Um, you know, like us sheep guides, you know, I think total between all the sheep guides, you know, that we have, you know, we have over 500 bighorn sheep harvest between all of our guys, Man, you know. I mean, just the experience, the, the vast experience in places that they've been able to go all around the world and whatnot and the people that they know, um, just bringing that experience to the table, you know, puts us far ahead of anybody else, you know. I mean, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great outfitters out there still, you know, 
and um, a lot of young upcomers, you know. But I think our team, you know, is really second to none as far as when it comes to the knowledge of sheep. Yeah, it seems like that. I mean, it's obvious by the ram you guys killed this year, but um, that's really cool. So was your dad a hunter? Is what, like, what gave you kind of that passion to like want to chase sheep or like want to start that outfit you know what i mean well um believe it or not my dad was an actual workaholic and i only hunted with my dad two times that i can remember when i was a kid no kidding yeah so my great my grandfather and my uncle were both you know like trappers for the government and whatnot and took care of problem bears and stuff for people my grandpa built one of the first culvert traps you know that i recall back in oregon i heard he built it like back in the 50s or something or early 60s and uh you know, and that's how basically I got my start. I was on my first bear tree when I was four years old when we could still pursue bears with dogs in Oregon. Wow. And uh, that's, that's cool. kind of where it, it, it took off from there. Yeah. And so, John, um, the third, since we know what we're talking about. Chief. 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 Uh, let's go with Chief. I yeah. like that. So, Chief, like, so you grew up hunting with your dad, right? Yeah. What, what's, your, like, your favorite memory of, like, growing up with dad? Like, the, the like maybe your fondest hunt that you have? Oh, man. Uh, been a lot. Uh, we've done, you know, we haven't been, whereas us personally with the gun in our hand, there hasn't been many of them, you know, because we devote so much of our time in our hunting season to our clients, yeah. you know, so very rarely do we ever have, you know, a gun or a bow in our hand, you know, but, uh, from the few that I can think back on one of my, probably one of my very first ones was actually a bobcat hunt. I was a little cool. kid. I, oh God, I was three i was gonna say four maybe maybe four or, you really? know like it was probably around kindergarten somewhere in there um i remember being you know wearing this big blue puffy coat you, you know and i remember <laughs> walking down to the tree with him and him like holding me up you know and everything and pointing at the cat up in the tree and everything and having the dogs around barking and everything like that because yeah. we can still chase bobcats in oregon we can't chase the bears and mountain lions but right. we can chase bobcats um but I remember going to the tree and him pointing it out to me and then him shooting it out of the tree and whatnot and then holding it up and, like, you know, it was bigger than I was at the time, you know, which <laughs> might be cool. hard to believe, you know, at this point in my life. Right, but, uh, yeah, no, you're but, a giant uh, man now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but uh, that's probably one of my more fond, you know, moments or memories. Um, yeah, and then another would probably be, like, his muzzleloader blacktail, um, that which was... I think you were 17. No, I know I was I was in the middle of college. I was like 19. Um, just sitting up against a tree on a trail knowing that deer crossed through there a bunch. Yeah. You know, only had like 3 days to hunt for himself. He had a tag and he, you know, let everyone all the hunters, all the clients, you know, go first. Oh yeah. And he uh, he had just had knee surgery a uh, few months prior. He had his uh, patella tendon almost cut in half. Um, with a chainsaw yeah and so hiking wasn't really much of an option so i was just you know we had to sit you know and uh Uh i remember we sat there and he actually fell asleep and uh, i was playing a game on my phone and i heard the you know like the the feet you know the hooves land Uh on the on the ground it come jumping off this road and uh that's when he looked up and there was a nice four point standing there at like 35 yards you know it's like oh yeah Dang, yeah, we go. Go. yeah we should shoot that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that was probably another one um that's cool but yeah oh, and, and then the last one i'd say was watching him shoot a bear a black bear at like 990 yards Goodness. or something <laughs> yeah yeah and that was back when we first got into long range hunting too yeah, yeah so. that was cool Hey everybody, have you heard about our Super Slam drawing? If not, check this out. Since 2010, G 
GSEO has sent more than 250 winners on free, fully guided hunts with some of the industry's best outfitters. That's more than $5 million worth of hunts. Wow. For only $100 per month or $1,200 per year, you will have the opportunity to win a hunt of a lifetime. In 2022 alone, you will have 30 chances of winning with multiple monthly drawings. You will also receive a GSEO membership and four issues of the best hunting mag in the industry. On top of that, the longer you're in the raffle, the more names you get in the hat. So keep that in mind, that's a big incentive. To join the Super Slam drawing, go to slamquest.org and sign up today. And remember, you can't win it if you're not in it. So uh, what made you wanna kind of follow in your dad's footsteps and, and kind of go into the outfitting biz? You just like, like the, the interaction with the clients or oh, like a, a what, mixture of a little bit of all you know all of the outdoors you know what it all intakes you know like you said meet you know meeting new people mm-hmm. every year making new friends you know having connections to you know all basically all over the country you know i've met some wonderful people in this industry um i have obviously a, a passion just for be in the outdoors you know and yeah. like, you know hunting and whatnot um and then also from a conservation standpoint as well so like i sit on the board of directors for oregon wild sheep as oh, well cool. and such um right i didn't know that about you <laughs> yeah you know, a lot of people don't know that because i'm new i've only been i've only been there about a year now oh, actually you get some young blood in there though, yeah man. yeah exactly um but uh no um i was more into sports you know like in high school and whatnot like i pursued a football career and whatnot played some college ball and but you know this i i had more of a passion for this than i did for that yeah. and so i first decided to pursue this harder than you know than football which he gets on me about but yeah. you know at the end of the day it's my life you know yeah. <laughs> so no a guy told me one time like a sports career will only take you so far right but hunting something that you can do forever forever so that's the cool part about that right right, right. so that's awesome man the interesting story so um junior John, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we've talked a little about this in the past. Like your sheep hunt, like what what hunt that sheep hunt that you went on is that the driving force of what of how you are today? Like when you like to hunt sheep, or or like how you are passionate about sheep. Well, you know, um, basically in Oregon, you know, you just it's a lottery, right? You're, it's a tag. It's available. You want to go hunting? I didn't know a lot about it. Um, I was always putting in for that Hurricane Creek because we had some tremendous rams up there, you know, 190. I think there was even a couple in the 200 inches that were taken there. And uh, I kept applying for that unit. And then just one year, I was just deer hunting in the Steens Mountains. And I remember from my deer camp looking up there, and I'm like, wow, look at all them bighorns, you know. And that following year, I changed my application from uh, Hurricane Creek to um, Alvord Peaks. And lo and behold, I was lucky and I drew a tag. It's, you know, no preference points, no bonus yeah. points, just the just luck of the draw. So um, at that time, you know, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, uh, I want to kill, I want to shoot the biggest ramp. Yeah. You know, so I reached out to a guy by the name of Elvin Hawkins of Spot Country Outfitters. I mean, a lot of people know him, you know, he's kind of a real famous guy uh-huh. and a real knowledgeable. And, and I went down and I visited him his, in his house there in, uh, out in Eagle Point, him and his wife, Nancy. Um, we put together his team there and basically went over there. And the ram that I ended up taking on the uh, first day of the hunt ended up being the number two world you know the numbers the second largest ram cali ram ever taken in the world at that point in time in 1998 monster and um yeah and i I, and i didn't even know that at that point in time really and uh 
You just knew it was a big ramp. Yeah, we knew it was big. Elvin, yeah. Elvin was uh, truly ecstatic about it, you know, and just being able to. Once I held the, those horns, all I can say was like, "This is incredible." I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, I want to do it again. Now, I've been blessed to go on, you know, quite a few hunts, got a few, you know, quite a few hunts and uh, whatnot and still be a part of it, you know. Yeah. Um, as far as being the trigger man, um, soon to go again shortly. Are you? When exactly, I don't know yet. But I'm working on a couple of things right now to, to put myself back out there because I would like to complete my Grand Slam at some point in time before, cool. I, you know, yeah. I can't do it, right? Yeah, how old were you when you killed that round? Um... I see a uh, 98 so 29 okay cool yeah so here we are that'd be incredible <laughs> like if you get your grand slam and it started in 1998 i, I like that you know you how everybody's story is different when they get their grand slam right so for yours it would be how many years later did you get that you know what i mean yeah that's pretty cool so yeah. so that got you going sheep hunting wise and now um, you guide some of the foremost hunters when they buy these auction type tags um, and you guys have earned that, you know, kind of trust because of, of how hard you guys work and you guys know where the animals are. So talk a little bit about the, the California ram that you guys just killed. Um, well, last month, um, February there at the uh, hunting expo, you know, I, I met with Doyle Moss and uh, visited him. And he had some uh, interest there, you know, and possibly sending some clients up with us in Oregon. And uh, we visited quite a bit there, and, and uh, he ended up hooking us up with a guy by the name of Mike Kinney. And um, it was basically for a deer hunt, mm. you know. And um, after Mike was successful in buying an auction, you know, mule deer tag or deer tag, um, he came to me in a phone call uh, about two or three weeks after that. And he, and he just says, hey, I'm thinking about playing the sheep raffle, you know. And... Uh, so lo and behold, Mike, you know, put some money in the sheep raffle, and and uh, fast forward to May, we uh, um, drew that tag, you know, and but back, rewind just a little bit, you know, we found that big California ram on March 22nd, wow, you know, and uh, then we went around and did some door knocking and uh, uh, you know obtained the permission because it's mostly private property in that area, and and mm. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of sheep, you know, and uh, now the ranch manager for that particular place is one of our, you know, one of our guides now. Oh. You know, so I can call him up and say, hey, can you get me some video? So it saves me about ten, basically two days, you yeah. know, driving back and forth. Yeah, a long but, ways from where you live. Yeah, and uh, once we found that ram, we really knew that we needed a better look. So on our first trip over there, we uh, knew the ram was there. We went, knocked on a few doors. We come back home. About three days later, the landowner calls us back up, and he says, yeah, sure, you guys are good to go. So we went over there, met Chance. You know, we went out there that day. Um, was John, it you and Chief, or who was it? Yeah, me, Bar me and actually me and John Barker, one of my guides, went back over there, and uh, me and Barker found him and closed the distance and got to within about 200, 300 yards and, and pulled a bunch of video, and uh, we were just flabbergasted on how big he really was, you know. We knew we had something super, super special special yeah and uh from that time forward i don't think there was a maybe a four or five day window where somebody wasn't watching that ram almost every day until the the day we took him really yeah cool and uh but yeah no we had a great team there like i said um john barker we had chief there cooper 
um, Chance. We had a kid by the name of Chris Hibbler there from Doyle's team, you know, as one of our guides. Yeah. And uh, then I hired um, John Luton to come in and video it for us, you know. Uh-huh. And um, everybody, you know, once that ram was on the ground, it just is like it kept swelling and it getting bigger and bigger, you yeah, know. That's, that's and, super cool. And uh, we were just, as a matter of fact, we're still on cloud nine about that ram. Yeah, I bet, man. I. I remember when you posted the video and all that, I was like, holy smokes, that thing's a freaking monster. <laughs> well, you know, the pictures on social media and stuff like that, you can tell it's big. Yeah. But until you, hold those hor- yeah, until you hold those horns in, in, in your hands, like when I said of those replicas, yeah. you know, you're just like, wow. Yeah, I, I was mean, checking them out at the booth. <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. And the mount turned out yeah. spectacular. Yeah, out Joe, there, Joe so. did a great job with that. Yeah. Wildlife Revolutions there. That was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, you know. I yeah. mean, it's been a good one, yeah. you know. And I mean, I really, really want to keep that ride going, For you sure. know. And we've got a, you know, in that one canyon there where that big ram was taken, that we counted eighty-seven different rams. Goodness, so there's a lot of good up-and-comers coming. Yeah, there is quite a few. What do you think, Chief? <sighs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good sheep. Um, in that especially in that canyon in in that whole unit there's a lot of sheep you know there's around a thousand bighorn sheep in that whole canyon there yeah. um or in you know that's their the best John, guess in the yeah that's from the coming from the bio you know in the john day area right um but there is uh like you said there is some really good up-and-coming sheep uh the age class looks good uh there is a few particular rams that we are Targeting. Watching, yeah. you know, <laughs> watching, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, yeah. uh, just to see how they turn out, you know, hope, you know, by this fall and then even potentially into the next season as well. Yeah. Um, back to that, you know, that world record Cali, uh, you forgot to mention um, about finding the deadhead, you know, when we were oh, over yeah. there on one of our scouting trips. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, a, a terrible experience for about a minute. <laughs> really? You know? well, about. Yeah. Because you thought fourteen hours, yeah. Actually. You thought maybe it was him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I just about lost my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's a big part of the story right there, huh? Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Um I wasn't there for that part, but I know that uh uh he was over there looking for the ram and they were re- trying to relocate him even though you know they knew he was right here somewhere in this canyon yeah and uh, he was sending me pictures of this deadhead from across the canyon and you could tell it was really big but yeah. didn't know how big or you know whatnot and like i don't know if it's him or not hope to god it's not you know yeah and was, it, fa- was I, it chalk or was I it brown found, no, no no it was brown was it? it was brown i found i i located him right at about an hour before dark i got some video of it you know and when i got back to good cell service i texted jeremy thompson at the oregon department of fish and wildlife and i said hey i found a really big deadhead you know can i pick it up because in oregon you can't pick them up yeah you can't take it with no, you no you can't you, you can't, can't touch them. just you know just wow. leave them away and uh so jeremy gave me the green light to pick it up and bring it to him you know and uh i didn't sleep much that night as you could think you I know bet. so the next morning we spent about an hour and a half two hours looking for that bigger ram and uh with no avail so we drove down there to go pick up the deadhead and drive down the bottom of the canyon. I look up there in this little side ditch, and, and there's 
there's but big there's boy. the there's the big boy standing there. So we we <laughs> got about, yeah we got about forty five minutes of video of him and just kind of watched him do his thing, and then we proceeded to go over there and pick up that deadhead, and and that was actually a couple days before the Oregon Wild Sheep um, Foundation fundraiser, uh-huh. and uh, so I brought the ram to the fundraiser, and Jeremy and uh, Scott Torlin, a couple other bios are there, and we put it on the table, and Gray Thornton and everybody was there, yeah. and um, we scored that ram up, and I think it was like one eighty four. Wow. You know, which is a great cow, and he was only he was only nine years old. You know, and uh, I know the some other rams that have been found in that in that particular drainage too, and they don't seem to be reaching that 10, 11 year old mark. Really, the nine is kind of the top end. There. Nine's kind of getting to the top end. Yeah. I mean, if they do get ten, there we did take one ram out of there this year that was ten. Yeah, you know, and it happened to be running with that big ram. Really? Yeah, but I have not seen another ram in there that I feel this ten at least ten years old. Well, I think that big ram's nine, right? Nine. Yeah. So, and like I say, there's a couple, one young and upcomer in there that we got good. Good video on. Yeah, we got some uh, great, good, some great yeah. video of him. We're really excited about him. But that was, you know, it's six months old. And we've been trying to get some video of him here the last month. But we've been dealing with a lot of fog. Yeah. So the visibility's kind of been nil, you know. So we'll, sure. we'll get some there. And uh, we're looking forward to the raffle again this year, you know. Maybe trying yeah. to get a raffle tag out, you <laughs> know. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about an all new amazing opportunity to help you complete your Super 10 milestone. This is a must if you're trying to achieve a Super 10. The name of it is called My 10. For just $25 per year as a My 10 member, you'll have an opportunity to win your choice of species from your remaining Super 10 list. My 10 members will also be eligible to win other predetermined hunt drawings throughout the year. Stay tuned for those. Go to slamquest.org to see all the rules and regulations regarding participation and make sure you sign up today. So what an exciting time for a guy putting in for a raffle. Like, I won the raffle tag. Like, let's go kill a big ram. That's cool. Well, you're just having multiple rams to choose from, yeah. you know. I mean, you're that's not just a, targeting that's, one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Alberta or anything like that. I've just had a handful of good personal close friends go hunt Alberta and it's been a struggle for them to be successful there you know when they see one legal ram yeah. you know like I took Dan Catlin from the wildlife gallery you know on that sheep hunt with this there uh, with Steven with the auction tag holder this year mm-hmm. he was like a little kid in a candy store he's like can we shoot that one? Let's, <laughs> let's shoot this one over here. I mean, everywhere he turned his head, you know, there was seem to be rams. The trigger, huh? Yeah, I had. To, I told him he could carry the gun, but I was carrying the shells. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Uh, good time on that hunt. So. The sheep, obviously, you guys kill it on the sheep. Like you guys do such a good we, job. We've done, we've done good. Yeah. yeah, no, we've we've done good. You know, we don't take an abundance of hunters. You know, we're about we're not about numbers. Yeah, we're about the quality for sure. And I think that that's awesome that you're like that because so many guys are too caught up in the in you know we need to kill as much and make as much money as we can. Like you know, if you go with you guys, you're going to get a quality experience and a quality hunt. So, um, so talk about some of the other hunts that you guys offer besides those sheep hunts. Well, you know, our bread and butter, you know, is the, the Columbia Blacktails and the Roosevelt Elk, you know, and then also we dabble into, you know, the Columbia Whitetail and, you know, other things, you know, that Oregon has to offer, such as like, you know, antelope and mountain goat as well. Yeah. Um, but the Blacktails and Roosevelts, you know, for the most part, that is the, the bread and butter. You know, we take, a, you know, a fair amount of guys, you know, Blacktail hunting this year and we killed a tremendous amount of, you know, Boone and Crockett class animals as well yeah. uh, this year. You know, not just Blacktails, but, a, you know, a few Roosevelts as well. Um, 
but yeah the the blacktail thing we've got that pretty uh pretty dialed in yeah you know, as you know, as you've seen you yeah know, personally, yeah no, you know. the bucks in your booth are amazing man yeah. well just having some pride you know we've we've obtained some really good leases down there you know to where we can monitor what deer we take and we don't take yeah and um by doing that it's just given us a, a bigger selection of deer to, to choose from right and uh everybody wants to shoot the biggest deer on the mountain right Obviously. i mean any species they want to shoot the biggest yeah. one right uh-huh. and uh but you know being able to take 27 i think we were at 27 for 29 27 for 30 this year you know and and multiple yeah. shots fired and Hate to say it, but a couple winged ones, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, muzzle load that muzzle load, primitive muzzle loader hunt, you know, is is not easy by any means. Yeah. Open sights, Open loose sight. power, lead lead conical. Yeah, you a know. lot like Colorado. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like Chief said, the the back to the blacktail, the bread and butter, you know, where we've really got our cut our teeth and outfitting, you know, was on those deer, you know. Yeah. And uh, once everybody gets an understanding of how to hunt those deer, they a lot of our clientele is repeat really you know i mean i'm gonna say probably 70 70 75 percent of our clientele is repeat clients yeah because they just know what's there and they know the quality that you guys can offer right well like i say oregon is one of the last states where you know everybody's playing the western draw they've got all these preference points built up you know they don't draw a tag they're all depressed oregon's still one of the states where you can still go buy a tag over the counter Mm -hmm. for a rifle deer archery deer you know um, archery elk over the counter except one unit um, and then we got a couple other trophy units that are a draw that take quite a few points mm-hmm. you know um, we have a secured some uh, private property where we get access to landowner tags and stuff like that for the white tails yeah. and, and uh, whatnot but uh, yeah we just got a, a really good mix and it, it really keeps us a full schedule to keep probably you know out of about 45 48 of those guys that work for us we keep like 10 of them busy full time you know from basically august 1st to the end of december cool you know yeah so um i mean you guys have the specialized that's uh, that's why i think like the black tail the, the colombian white tail like the, so that's why a lot of these guys like that in this room they want those particular species right so i think that this show for you probably drives a lot of clientele towards towards you guys just because of the specialties yeah you know, the, oh yeah for certain you know the guys chasing their north american 29 super 30 you know what yeah. you know um it's always seem you know it's crazy in 20 years of doing this it always seems to come down to you know like four or five animals they need it seems like the roosevelt elk and the columbia black-tailed deer seem to be one or two or both you know yeah both of them left at the very tail end yeah you know yeah and uh they they are not easy to hunt by any means right you know especially with a bow yeah you know i mean it can be difficult at times but we've had great success with that yeah and I think I, you mentioned this yesterday. Oh, another service you guys provide is you'll help the client like uh, apply for certain permits, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a cool, cool thing that you guys offer because they can they can reach out to you guys and you can help them get set up with their application process if they want to put in for sheep or whatever. Well, it's just no no different in any other state, right? You get a hold of somebody that knows the state inside yeah. and out, what's best, and, you know. Where to apply. Yeah, even. where to apply, what's the best sheep area, where's my best odds, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Oregon, it's a preference point state for the deer and the elk and the antelope. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> you good? No, good. Anyway, um... But, yeah, we do that for free for our clients, you know, and uh, 
help them basically build a profile to what it is they want to hunt. You know, yeah. you got to take everything into consideration, the phys- your physical ability, you know, their age and all that stuff, how many points they have already, how long is it going to take me to draw, mm-hmm. you know. So m- most of our stuff, you know, you can draw. Oh, a good rifle elk hunt is going to take anywhere from about six to eight years, you know, on the better units. And then there's a couple units that get a bit excessive, and it's pushing 15 to 20 now. Wow. And uh, it's the point creep, right? Everybody yeah. talks about the point yeah, creep. Yeah, Wherever. You know, I mean, hey, it look doesn't at me. matter the state. Yeah, I got like yeah. 20, 27 points or, you know, sheep in uh, Nevada, you know, same thing in Arizona. Yeah. You know, I'm in the same boat as yeah. a lot of those guys, same you know, just, thing. yeah. So only, only the sheep is lottery, the rest of it's point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the sheep and the mountain goat is basically everybody's names in the hat. They got a chance, but you got to buy the license, you know, $172. It's $8 per species, you know, for the application fees. Mm-hmm. So you're going to wrap up about 225, 230 bucks, you know, just for a chance. Yeah. You know, but make sure you buy your preference points. If you're going to spend the $172, go ahead and buy the preference yeah. points because if you're young enough, hey, 10 years rolls by. 10, 10 years seems like yesterday. Yeah. You know, and uh, once you got about that, you know, you're, you're really in good shape to draw a rifle Roosevelt Velt Tech because there's not too many places that you can still go do it and have a decent hunt and yeah. have a, a good opportunity, you know, a shoot, shooting a bull, you know. Yeah. So. So. Well, cool, man. Well, um, I won't take up too, too much more of your guys' time, but how can people get a hold of you, like uh, Instagram, your website? You know, if they're looking to book a hunt with you, where you know, do they go? EdenRidgeOutfitters.com, uh, the website. We just got to get giving that a facelift right now. We're adding stuff to that kind of daily, you know. And uh, over the next couple of months, we'll keep adding more content to that and change the verbiage up a little bit, you know. Um, our uh, cell phone number's on there. You know, or they can follow us on Instagram at Eden Ridge Hunts. You know, um, we post basically we post everything right as soon as it pretty much happens, right That's to cool. there. It's kind you of know, my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, within I like that. With, within a few hours, you know, usually yeah. we'll try to make one post. You know, thanking our client, you know, and our team, you know, for a great species, you know, a great harvest and and uh, whatnot, and that pushes everything over to Facebook. You know, and yeah. and I've basically I've booked most of my hunts from that over the last couple of years. Yeah, my favorite my website i haven't really adjusted anything there in the last four to five years and the guy that built my platform was good but we redid it like this week and i didn't realize that i had like thirteen thousand unanswered emails in my inbox (laughs) (laughs) three of those were potential governors (laughs) you you never you never know i mean really you 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 never know i mean hey let me let me tell you something about these shows you know i've had a guy give you an example walk up to me and he goes he wanted to book a hunt with me you know and i'm like yeah if you got to fly commercial you're gonna fly here and there and he puts his hand on the table and he goes, where do I land my private jet? <laughs> you know, and I, this guy, I this guy is a great client of mine, a good yeah. friend. And I, I would have never guessed him to have two nickels to rub together to make a dime. Yeah. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. That's huh? it. Don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover ever. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, he had the old van shoes on and like a pair of, a pair of ripped jeans and a ball cap <laughs> with a fishing hook in it. You know, that's what he walked up yeah. to me in. And I, I would have never guessed that. You, you figure know? he's going to be like, hey, I'll, I'll give you 7500 no, You can't well, do that. He, he, he come up to me. I mean, I love the guy to death. He come up to me and I'm sitting there going to myself. I'm going, oh, no. You know, I'm like, okay. But the, he, he has 
start answering all the right questions, you know, and you know pretty much instantly, you, you know, yeah. when somebody's serious or they're just kind of like, you know, trying to absorb or they don't understand, you know, right. and yeah. I t we take time to talk to everybody, even the little kids that come up there, you know, yeah. hey, how many deer are you taking, you know, that type of thing. Keep those young kids engaged, you know, because yeah. we need more kids to be engaged in hunting right now 100%. because there's not enough. We just don't have enough hunter recruitment right now, yeah. you know, and more people are hanging up their guns than we got coming up. For sure. So, For sure. So what last one, what other shows you guys going to do? Uh, Western Hunting Expo. We'll okay. be there a couple weeks. Okay. And then it's back to the grind, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll do a few fundraisers, you know, like Idaho Wild Sheep, um, Oregon Wild Sheep, and then Washington. Those we can drive to. And uh, I've contemplated on maybe flying to a couple others, but... It's tiring. It does. It's a show circuit's really tiring. It's a so, it's an absolute grind. It is, especially <laughs> hanging with this guy. Huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. You want to have a good time? Talk to John. Yeah. Like you, I promise you, you, you will not be disappointed. So, no, I really appreciate energy, you guys man. coming on, man. And I look forward to the dinners tonight with you guys, and we'll get one more night in and go from there. Appreciate right. it, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Hey everybody, just a quick reminder here, to get signed up for our memberships, whether you're signing up as a new member or just renewing, it is vital in helping our conservation efforts for all species. We have a couple different options for you to choose from. The first is our most popular, it's $75 per year, which you get four issues of the Slam Quest magazine, which in my opinion is the best hunting mag out there. It also comes with many other benefits that you can see on our website at slamquest.org. The second option is our eMag, which is $25 per year, and you get all the same benefits with the exception of voting rights and no print magazine will be sent to you. So if you're a digital person, this one was made for you. You can learn more about how to get signed up for these memberships as well as our international and lifetime memberships at slamquest.org.